Welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and today you are joining me for another very personal and fun episode about being a witchy mom, but this time it's a follow-up to last week's episode, and it's going to be from a very different perspective. I invited my older son to join me today so we can hear things from his point of view, and I'm really excited about it. But first, I always like to start with three things I did over the weekend to help with my witchcraft practice, and then do a little quick blurb about the moon this week and weekend. Recording this episode with my son was very special and personal, and the fact that we did it with a new moon really launched a new, fresh beginning for me on my journey with my witchcraft practice. So after talking with him and hearing how accepting he is and understanding, which I knew, but boy does it feel good to have it validated out loud, um, everything just felt calm and peaceful. It, It felt like, you know, the perfect time to embrace that energy with the new moon and do some very personal work with my craft. So I did a card pull from my Oracle deck, and it could not have been more fitting for the moment. I received the Dove Spirit, which says, With her peaceful cooing, the gentle Dove Spirit invites you to embrace the energy of peace and allow compassion to warm your heart. Above, below, and all around you, much might be happening to distract you, but you are called to engage it with the heart of a peacemaker. So my yard and my office both have morning doves, and I love their noises and their their soft cooing. And I did get a beautiful gray feather from one of them last week at my office door. So everything feels very settled right now. I believe I am on the right path, and I am becoming more and more resolved with the past, you know, noise in my life. I worked on grounding myself this past weekend, and that included some yard work. You know, being outside with the elements and having my feet physically touch the earth so I could share and pull that energy into me. I'm really proud of how my yard is coming together and the fact that, well, you know, it might be going very, very slowly. <laughs> I am actually doing it all myself this time. Uh, who knows when the white flag will be drawn and, you know, I ask for help. But right now I am taking it in little chunks and doing what I can over the weekend. And while it certainly is physical work, I know the energy I'm creating with the ground and trees and the flowers and how all that is directly benefiting all of us. So with the new moon, I did start a new Witchy Work Wishes project. I'm so excited about this one. I am working with a graphic artist to design my first ever day planner for 2024. I cannot wait to start working with the drafts and all of the amazing fun, witchy energy we're going to be putting into this project. And uh, spoiler alert, since I truly do believe Monday starts the work week, (laughs) my 2024 calendar will be doing just that. The artist and I are working in a four-month series, so I'm slating this project to be done um, so I can have the calendar or day planner available in October to help celebrate my one-year podcast anniversary. I'll keep everyone posted on our progress, but I'm really excited to launch this with a new moon. 
This week, our moon is waxing. So she's coming off her new moon from last week. And this means she is gaining strength and getting bigger for her first quarter appearance this weekend. So during this waxing crescent phase, you know, we want to write down our intentions. We want to start projects. We want to expand our craft. This is the time to begin. Don't end anything, but start something new. Okay, let's switch over to today's topic. I mentioned last week in my Witchy Mom episode that I just ran out of time with the big, amazing (laughs) Disneyland Mother's Day weekend um, trip with my two boys and my own mom. But my intention was to record with my older son um, right when we got back and we just could not get our time or calendars to match up. So he is out in Chicago going to college. So we not only have his crazy schedule to work with, but also the different time zones. I was able to talk with him this past weekend though, so I'm going to go grab him and my notes and I'll be right back. Okay, we are back and let's talk about witchy moms, but this time what it's like having one. And there is no better person to ask than a child of someone in the craft. So welcome, Taylor. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, so you are a busy kid. And I say kid lightly, you are a young man. You're going to school, working, playing college football. And here a couple months ago, I threw you a curveball. (laughs) I gave you the link to this podcast without saying much else. It was kind of my way of coming out of the witchy closet. And I know there might be a couple different paths with this one. You know, some kids grow up knowing their moms are witchy, and then some may have an idea, but their mom is more content staying in the witchy closet, if you will. So for the kids who grew up with the practice, their take is probably going to be very different or can be. Um, You just got hit with it, like blindsided. So is it okay if I ask you some personal questions on it? Yeah, of course. Right on. Okay. So I was hoping this might help some other moms too, who are maybe toying with it, you know, to hear your perspective. So first, what what was your first response? How did you feel? I wasn't really surprised. <laughs> so there were, especially growing up with you, there were definitely, you were very spiritual. Yeah. Um, with, and had a very in tune touch with animals as well. You mm-hmm. were very driven by uh, horoscopes and signs or noticing things like signs from the universe as to why things would happen and why they wouldn't. For so sure. when you just kind of, when you told me that, I was just, it didn't really face me at all. I just kind of took a <laughs> roll with it. I was just like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Right. I was like that, <laughs> yeah, okay. that checks out. That makes sense. <laughs> so you didn't, you weren't taken too far back. You weren't like, oh my God, what just happened? No, not at all. Not at all. Right on. Okay. No. Have you talked to your friends about it or where, or you're like, eh, this is kind of a private family thing. I kept it private just because I wasn't sure how ready you were to tell that to everybody because I know when you shared it with me you were saying that I was one of the first people that you told so I was just like okay you know whenever you're ready to open that up and whenever you're comfortable with me to share that with people then you know I'm more than happy to do that so you kind of left it like my journey then exactly yeah I let you take your I let you guide yourself down that road I like that that's very respectful thank you yeah. All right. So how do, have you listened to some of the podcasts to kind of get a taste of it? Or what, what are your thoughts there? I've listened to a couple. The mm-hmm. one, the Peter Pan episode you told me to listen to because that was pretty much me as a kid. We'd I'd have to have <laughs> my 
apple cinnamon oatmeal and everything. Yep. But uh, I do need to catch up. I am behind. And yeah. now that my my semester is finally done with spring semester, I definitely have some more free time on my hands. So I will be able to get myself caught up on the rest of them. Was that a kitty? Yeah. See, I told Did you. I see tail. <laughs> you have to leave him there. He, he can't. There's no boundaries. He's actually pulling on the cord right now. And pulling it close to his face, he's trying to. He wants. Words. He wants violence. He he chooses he violence. Create, he he creates violence. I know our world is a bit different with religions and being very accepting of everybody, kind of doing whatever they want to do. But do you think this having a witchy mom is going to make life harder for you, or easier, or kind of neutral? Like, what what do you think there? I think neutral. I don't think it really changes my life at all. I think that's why I had the reaction that I did to it. I didn't really phase me. I didn't think twice about it. I wasn't worried about it at all. It And it hasn't changed my interaction with you whatsoever. So really, it was just information that was new to me. And I was just like, okay, all right, let's do it. Let's roll with it. Well, yeah. what's your take? Like, if you think about a witch, what what is your initial thought? Is it like the going back to cartoon stuff, like how they portray witches or your child? I think you know. that's I think that's everybody's general reaction is to people are going to, you know, you got a black pointy hat and a an encounter, you're gonna be mi- mixing potions in your in, in your garage or something like that. Exactly. But I think with the more that I've learned about it with you, I like in my opinion, I don't think witch is the right term. I think it's just very spiritually connected that's fair because i think i think which gives like what you do kind of a bad rap because of those images that commonly pop up in people's heads it really does it's a misconception and it's been not like a bad rap but it's been used as a negative term you're you're a witch instead of all the amazing positive things that can be associated with it right well, what, so do you think there were any signs that you had growing up with, um, with me and maybe that this, this might be something in your future? Again, with like the spiritual side, I yeah. definitely with all the animals showing up when we were kids. <laughs> so and I know I finally told you this like a couple of years ago when I was a kid, cause we, we moved to a couple, we had a couple different houses and it seemed right. no matter where we would go, there would always be, all the animals would always find you. Whether they, they were do. they were they were birds, raccoons, deer, cat, what they they found they they knew you were there. So it's I true. gave it. I always had a three week rule. So after three weeks that we were at a place, Our that's place. when all the animals would figure out that that this house is now the safe zone. This is <laughs> this is where we reside. Uh, I love and that. I know you've got a whole family of crows going right now, and I think. They're starting to show up at the office too. So I, no matter what, if you're in a new spot, I always give it three people. Sometimes not even that. I mean, we were up in Mammoth in March right. and on the set, on the morning, we got there. And then the, the <laughs> next morning you had three crows just waiting outside on the balcony that we had in our hotel room. Yep. They just, I remember. They just know. I don't know how they know, but they just. I loved your response too, because I think it was Ryan who was with us. And he said something like, um, why is there a crow looking into the window? You just said, Charlene, there's, there's what? crows outside. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's dude. That's all. That's just how it is. That's, 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 that's how mom how is. is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Even, even your younger brother, I think chimed in and he was like, yeah, that that's, that's just how it that's is. That's just, that's just how it is. You that's just how it is. They I love it. Find where you are. And I think with you guys, you know, I, I definitely didn't raise 
um, you and your little brother as religious. Obviously, I wasn't ever Ragnar. No, he just took a feather. He literally just took a feather. Of course, he took a feather. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't raise you guys with a religion. Obviously, me not being religious myself, but I do think with both of you, I always reference like an energy with Mother Earth, and and that was my thing. I was like, oh, that's what's driving all this is Mother Earth, or I think I use that term a lot with you guys. Yes. And I think we had a lot of exposure to animals too, which was kind of cool to see mm-hmm. uh, um, and raising animals. That was something that I knew and I figured out at a young age too, it's just you, you have very strong uh, maternal instincts, uh, especially with all the foster kittens and everything. That's why okay. I, when you got back into, cause it's been what a year or two now since you got back into doing foster kittens again. Um, yeah, a couple. So yeah, after you guys, gosh, we had the batch when you guys were really little, quite a few batches when you were really quite little. Quite a few. Yeah, those were fun. Quite a few. That was awesome. And yeah. then football, once you guys got bigger football, you know, we guys, when you guys were in high school, just took a lot of time. So I was not doing any fostering then and then got right. back into it right afterwards. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was really cool to see you get into because it just kind of felt you just naturally got right back into it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it is pretty fun to see all the little kitties racing around. Oh my God. I love it. I love it when it's kitten season. Yeah. But that was one thing I noticed. I, I either inherited from you or anything that with animals, with their pull to me, what, what, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it, they, they, it's a scent or like they smell me or something and they love my shoes. I have they no love idea your shoes. That's right. They uh, do. One of the, it was, the last batch that we had, I remember I came back over the weekend and was it Christmas? You no, 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 it was cage. last year. No, this yeah. was last year. You opened the cage and it took them 40 seconds and then they yep. were crawling all over me. All over you. And we have a couple of pictures of it. I had two of them on my back and then one fell asleep on my leg and I was That's holding right. the other one. That's right. But you guys uh, have always done that with, with all the kittens. Like you come in and they, they just curl up on you and go to sleep and they feel very safe around you. Yeah, they just know. Yeah, they they know. I actually thought one of the things I did last year, it was one of your football games before you broke your hand and mm-hmm. you asked for like good energy or you're like, okay, mom, you know, send, send good energy. Just kind of joking around. And I actually did something for you. So I actually did a full on spell for you and sent it over mm-hmm. your way. And I remember you calling the next day or it, it might've been on Monday and you were like, oh my gosh, thank you for the energy. It was amazing. And all this, you know, these great things happened. And I was like, oh, it worked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it actually works. It actually works. It's awesome. Okay. What if, I know everybody's take is going to be a little bit different and everyone's relationship with their children is going to be unique. But if there is a mom out there who is really struggling because she's worried about saying something to her kids and having her kids, you know, not accept her or you know, things go wrong. Is there any advice you can give, give from a kid's standpoint or, you know, what can you, what advice could you possibly give of, Hey, you know, this is what your kid might feel or could feel. I think being honest and direct about it is better sooner rather than later. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best way to do things with multiple things across life, because Agreed. I think it's weirder if you hide it, because then it seems like it, it, I think if you choose to hide something, it can give the wrong impression and it could seed thoughts of, well, if this isn't a bad thing, then why are you hiding it in the first place? So I think and you, there's a, you don't want to create any room for that kind of assumption or anything. 
For so sure. I think being honest and direct about it is first. And then, you know, however a kid reacts, they react. And if they don't like it, then maybe start slowly mm-hmm. providing knowledge about what exactly it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they, uh, they accept it and, you know, they kind of had my reaction where it doesn't phase them at all, then great. <laughs> but right. if, if it's not a great reaction, then just take it day by day, slowly introduce them into, or try to take time to explain about what exactly it is because mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the reasons why people are scared or don't like something is because they don't fully understand what something is. Absolutely. But or they've been taught think, it, that it's wrong or bad. Right. Or there's misconceptions about something. So just being honest about it and then providing mm-hmm. the correct knowledge about what exactly it is. And then you just kind of take it day by day from there. I like that. That's good advice. Yeah. I think a lot of kids probably grow up with everything out in the open, but I've never hidden anything. I just never really had a name for all the stuff I was doing. So for me, I think it was just, it's just kind of naturally organically progressing as it needs to. Exactly. And I don't think you did either. I think, and I don't think you were like when I was younger, that's why I've always thought of you as more spiritual. I don't mm-hmm. think you were like, okay, I'm practicing witchcraft right now, you know, either like 10 or 12 years ago. I think you've just slowly discovered what you like in the path that you want to go down. And then you've kind of funneled it down to where I was like, okay, this is what it is. This is what I'm going to continue doing. Agree. Well, lovely. So any other thoughts you have on witchy stuff or that you would want to add to this? I, I will definitely keep listening because I do not know a lot about it. Yes, <laughs> so I, I will definitely keep my ears open. We're having a lot of fun. So Annika and I did that uh, three-part crow series and we had so much fun doing it. I can't tell you. And I, it's always nice having a guest because you get kind of that banter going back and forth and that that energy. Mm-hmm. And she was so much fun to record with. Yeah, that's, I, I got no doubt there'll be more episodes of you two in the future. I think so. So we're going to try to do maybe some fire magic with the fire pit and uh, come up with a couple of good things with it. So I'm excited to do that too. And Ragnar, of course, would always help. My floof. He has to be involved in everything. He has to be. He has to be. Yeah. He can't not. <laughs> no, can't not do it. All right. Well, this is perfect. Anything else? No, I, I, I think that's everything. Well, I totally appreciate your time and hearing things from a kid's perspective I love that you've been so amazing with me and just haven't even skipped a beat. So I, I want to say yeah, thank of course, you I'm always, personally. I'm always here for you. I yeah. know you are. I know. I know. All right. Well, I'm going to go grab, I did write a poem for today. So I'm going to go grab those notes and I will be right back. All right. I have my poem. And I just wanted to say first, you know, thank you. Thank you for joining me on two very personal episodes about witchy moms. I always like to add personal things, you know, at the beginning of the podcast. And of course, the poems I write are also very, very personal. But typically, the bulk of the episodes and main topics are not. So I really do appreciate you listening. And if you are wondering who Ragnar is, that Taylor and I mentioned a couple times <laughs> in the podcast, well, he is a foster fail. I have been fostering both domestic and wildlife animals and helping with nature in general forever. <laughs> even, as a, even as a small child, I was trying to save animals and birds in need. But Ragnar is special. I got him for urgent fostering 
in 2022 when he was only a couple days old. His litter was actually attacked by a dog and he was the only one to survive. Ragnar had open puncture wounds in his head and was so completely fragile. Bottle feeding and nurturing this little fighter back to health was an extremely intense job. But he fought alongside me and overcame the injuries and grew into a beautiful, healthy, fluffy floof, <laughs> fostering, of course, is temporary and a time comes to say goodbye. And when that time came, I couldn't. We were bonded. Adding Ragnar, my little Viking warrior, to my home and family was the best decision I could make. And there has not been one day since that time uh, last year that I've not been deeply thankful he is with me. So in that same sentiment, my love for my two boys is even stronger. And I am so thankful I get to be their mom. Life is such a journey and the ups and downs we go through together just make us stronger. Our pack, you know, the three of us will always be. It's going to be added to, of course, with life partners and marriages and they will have new packs formed of their own. And how lucky am I to get to be a part of it all? You know, to watch them grow, to give them love and walk through the pain with them. It's going to happen, right? <laughs> life is life. So I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, each stage of being a mom is amazing. So here goes my poem. Let's see if I can do it without crying. So may it be the love, the love that lasts forever. The beat my heart drums so loud for my boys and I together. So may it be the pain, the pain that cuts so swiftly, the aching cry I scream aloud when all hope leaves me quickly. So may it be the joy, the joy of being your mom, the rush of love that surrounds me and makes me feel so calm. So may it be the journey, the journey for us three, the steps we take along the way, our life as it will be. So may it be the love, my unconditional love. Protect and fight for you I will, till my dying days thereof. Well, okay, I didn't make it. <laughs> uh, this poem is written from the depths of my heart for my two boys. I love, absolutely love, being their mom. Okay, I better wrap it up and get on a lighter note here. <laughs> so that is all I have for you this week. Uh, next week's episode is all about servitors and creating them. And I have an amazing guest, Yaxel, joining me to help navigate us through the process. I'm really excited about this one as I am actually starting my own servitor for the office. So till then, have an amazing week and weekend, and I will talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes. <laughs>